You're listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you guys are doing well. I am better than I've ever been. I am better than I've ever been. You see the power of your words. Sometimes we wait until we feel a thing and then we say it. But the way life works is that you do and then feel. You speak and create and then feel and not the other way around. So even when I said I'm better than I've ever been, I feel such a sense of joy just like leaning into that. That has nothing to do with current reality or problems or any of those things. But I think sometimes we don't understand how we can change our own state and not wait for the state of things to change. So take that free game. Anyway, let me tell y'all something that I am elated about. I couldn't wait to tell y'all this. So you know I am an advocate of making a decision. And when you make a decision, there are no other options. So I moved in my house about, I can't remember how many months ago, um, but the landscaping in the backyard was not finished. And I said, I'll get around to it eventually. Well, listen. I couldn't take looking at this bald head backyard no more with just a couple of little grass hairs in there. I was like, I can't do it. So I decided to landscape the yard. Anybody that knows anything about me, I like pretty things. I don't like to do that kind of a work. So I decided to have somebody landscape the yard. Let me put it that way. So there's this company called Shrub Hub, and they will actually design your landscaping for $2.97. Now, this was just me making a decision. My daughter gave me some ideas, do this, this, this. And then I said, hey, what do you think about them? She said, I think that's pretty dope. So I went and paid Shrub Hub $2.97 to get my landscaping design. And then I was going to find a contractor to do it. That was as much as I had for strategy. Right after I did that, I went outside and back. I don't even know what I was going out there for. Literally, we almost bumped into one another. The guy who works for the landscape company that does the HOA landscaping, we scare one another. And I said, hey, I said, I just want to make sure I'm getting my landscaping done. I said, I just want to make sure that you guys do actually take care of this as part of my maintenance. And he said, we absolutely do. And then he said, well, who's going to do it for you? Huh? Who's going to do it for you? I didn't get that far. He said, I can actually do it for you. Now, he doesn't speak the best English, but what I got out of it, I told him that I wanted some knockout roses in there, and he was like, two of these and three of these, and I can get it done. I said, okay. He said, how about, this was Wednesday, he said, how about we come back Saturday to measure? And I said, perfect. Well, the next day, Thursday, I was up and about, you know, just doing my morning routine, doorbell rings, and... It was him and another guy. He's like, this is my brother. I said, hey, brother. He said, we have side that we're ready to put down right now if you're okay with it. So can we look in the back? So I say, yeah, look in the back. So he goes to the back and then he explains to him everything else that I want done. And he was like, yep, I can do it. I can put the side down today. You don't pay any money. 
until I'm done. And I said, okay, Wayne Negocio, like run me a good deal. Um, And so he gave me the price. He gave me the price and I was like, let's run it. All that to say, y'all, he was supposed to be done on Friday. Um, No, he started Thursday. He said he'll be done on Saturday. He messaged me and said, I'm going to come back and finish Friday. Man, I got grass. I got flowers. I've, I've been going outside. I've been watering the yard. Let me tell you a couple of things in that. I made a decision. I did not know how it was going to happen. I just decided that it was going to happen, right? I invested in Shrub Hub, and then another option presented itself. I called Shrub Hub. Hey, you guys are the greatest. I don't need y'all no more. Can y'all run me my money back? And they did. You don't always make the right decisions, if you will. You make the best decisions with whatever information you have in front of you until you get more information. My money is back on my credit card from Shrub Hub. He just is going to come back to add some bricks, and it's a done deal. But here's the other part. I said, you know, I should be able to have this done by the 4th of July. That was an arbitrary number. That was about a month after when I decided it. That time frame was collapsed, and it was done in two days. Don't tell me that God cannot collapse time frames and meet us where we are when we are in motion. I always say we want favor, we want resources, we want opportunities while we are sitting still, while we are thinking about doing something. It only happens when you make a decision. And it is also why I said that I am a big believer now and advocate in making decisions and not so much goals because the decision just says, here's what I'm committed to doing. This is going to happen. And the goal part, mm, okay, I'm over that. But it just really got me to thinking. I was like, this is how, this really is how I live my life. So from the smallest thing to the greatest thing, it doesn't really matter. The process is the same. Make a firm decision. What do you need to decide today And then how can you start moving towards it? An imperfect plan will get you way farther than a perfect plan that you never execute. And here's the other beautiful part. The guy did it for less than half of the budgeted amount that I I budgeted this amount to say, okay, this is how much I'm willing to spend. Had nothing to do with how much things cost. This is what I'm budgeting. And I got it done for a smidgen of that. And it is and it is beautiful. Okay. So I'm I'm like, I got I got roses in this yard. I can't tell y'all how excited I am because that principle applies to so many other things. And I realize that I'm hardwired this way that I cannot, you know, that serenity prayer. I never get it right because I'm I'm not meant to that says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change. I say, God, grant me the courage and the boldness to change the things that I cannot accept. God didn't put me here to just settle and accept things and just say that they can't be changed. My mind says, why can't it be changed? Why can't it be done? So that prayer don't bring me serenity. That prayer, and I, and I am not like, you know, a lot of people that are in... um recovery programs use that prayer, right? I am not knocking whatever it is that works for you, but I'm telling you that, you know, it kind of goes along the lines of people that just kind of settle as, you know, if it's meant, it'll be, 
It is what it is. No, 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 no. It's going to be what you make it. Like, we have this passive approach to life that just kind of like laissez-faire, just kind of, you know, let things be as they will. And I just ain't with it. So I'm just like, when I decide that something is going to happen, unless God tells me otherwise, redirects me and says no, then that's exactly what it is. And with the tenacity of a pit bull, I will lock my jaw on something until I see it. And that seems like I'm extra to a lot of people. And I get that. And I was just telling somebody the other day, I said, you know, a lot of people think that I'm nuts, but they don't see what I see. I don't expect people to see what it is that I see. I don't live in the world and just accept the world as it is. I, that, that God just didn't put me here. And so let me tell you how that ties to you. Anybody that is around me or in close proximity to me, I guarantee you, I will drive you crazy. You will probably have some gray hairs or a few less hairs because I am going to see the potential in you. I am going to. You can't hide it from me. And I'm going to be asking you about it. What about this? What about that? Why can't you do this? How can you do? I'm wired that way. It grieves my soul to see untapped potential and to see potential just dying and not being used. But God wired me that way. So there's that. But anyway, um, I'm so excited. So y'all can't tell me nothing now that I have roses and, and flowers and all of that. Now I'm on to the next, uh, on to the next thing that I've decided to do. That brings me to the next thing that I want to talk about. I was thinking about how what you look at is so, so, so important because image creates desire. Image creates desire, and you will often see what you are looking for. But it is so important what it is that you're looking at because what you're looking at can determine your focus and have you unfocused if you're looking at the wrong thing. One of the greatest faculties that any of us have is our imagination because our imagination can move us out of our present reality into a place that doesn't exist. And whether you know this or not, your subconscious mind does not know the difference in time in something that has happened and something that has not happened. And so through the faculty of your imagination, you can create a world that does not exist yet. Hear me, you can create a world that does not exist yet by what it is that you are envisioning. And then your subconscious mind is naturally going to try to carry that out. It's why people have vision boards. It's why people use visualization as techniques because they are imagining something that has not happened, but the brain does not understand that yet, right? So if you have the wrong thing in front of your eyes, if you are looking at the wrong things, then you are lending your imagination to something that doesn't serve you. And you are typically working against yourself, right? It's like, okay, if you spend your days uh, watching porn instead of a vision board. Now, your husband or your wife looking real raggedy over there because they look nothing like this image that you have in your mind. And, and remember, images constantly replay in the mind. And so now you have something that is working against what it is that, you know, is, is your um, current reality, right? So you want to feed your mind images 
of something that you want to create. Well, some of y'all probably want to create what you see with porn, but that's, that's a conversation for another day. But what I'm saying is what you are looking at is so important. So you are looking at things that don't feed the future that you're trying to create. Something else that we look at is we look at what other people are doing. We look at other people's businesses. We look at other people's relationships. We look at other people's strategies and other people's lives. And now what we are envisioning has nothing to do with us. It has everything to do with someone else. Why not use the power of your imagination to lean into the vision that you have created for yourself. How do you get that vision? You tap in, you tap into your own spirit. Like each and every one of us has a blueprint in our spirit and that blueprint would speak to us and guide us if we would only stop and listen. If we would only stop and listen or in this instance, stop and look. You have a blueprint, a divinely endowed blueprint that's on the inside of you to create the future that's possible for you. But you're looking at her blueprint over here. You can't create with her blueprint because it's not for you, it's for her. Sure, you can go and try and replicate it, but you can never get her results with her blueprint. You have your own blueprint for your life, your business, your relationship. So why don't we use the power of vision and imagination to create that for us? One of the biggest strengths that I have is that I can stay in my lane. I can stay in my lane because I can see your stuff and I ain't really looking at it. I can see it, I can admire it, but I'm not looking at yours to try and be like, ooh, how can I do that? Because my own vision is powerful enough to consume me, to consume the faculties of my imagination so that I can lean into creating what it is that I see. And the reason why so many of us walk through life just floundering, just aimlessly, is because there is no vision. With no vision, you perish. There is no vision. You are aimless. You may have arbitrary goals, things that you want to do, but they are not connected to a deep sense of vision. They are not connected to something. Let me tell you about vision. Vision will get you up in the morning. Vision will keep you up at night. Vision will will have you saying, no, nah, I just can't settle for this. Vision will make your yeses yeses and your noes noes very clearly because you understand that when you are moving from a place of vision that you have to protect it and you have to do everything that you can. And so certain things don't get your time, your energy, your attention, or your focus because it's going to derail you from your vision. Certain people, they don't get your time, your energy, your attention, and your focus because it derails you from your vision. Certain opportunities, they are great opportunities, but it's going to pull time away from the thing that you are creating. And the reason why most of us don't operate in this way is because we're not starting from a place of vision in the first place. Anytime I'm working with someone, I want to know, where is it that you are going? Where is it that you are trying to go? Because, yeah, I can tell you a whole lot of strategies. I can tell you a whole lot of things to do, and they ain't going to get you nowhere where you're trying to go. If you don't know where you're trying to go, that's the first thing that we need to solve. We, we need to understand where you are going. And why do you want to go there? Like, like, why is that really important? Because you know what? A lot of people just start writing stuff out. I want to do this. I want to do that. And there's no real sense of connectedness to the heart. 
And if there is no real sense of connectedness to your heart, you know what's going to happen when things get hard, when you get tested, when adverse situations come, you will not be able to endure because there was no connection to your heart in the first place. Let me tell you, when you're moving from a place of vision, you're going to navigate the challenges, the adversities, your resilience is going to be built, your bounce back is going to be stronger because the way it lives in your mind, you have to get this thing done. Whatever that thing may be, you have to get that done. And so setbacks, you know, resets, startovers, all of that might be part and parcel of the process. But you are in this thing because you're moving from a place of vision. Vision will have you living your life with a deep sense of conviction. Like, nah, I, I ain't going to be able to do it because it's going to taint my vision. And I just want to know, like, how so many of us are aimless and just floundering And we go through the motions and we live lives day to day and just have no sense of purpose, no sense of vision, no sense of purpose. And you know, Dr. the late Dr. Miles Monroe says, where purpose is unknown, abuse is inevitable. When you don't know the purpose of something, you're going to abuse it. You may not have malicious intent, but because you don't know the purpose of it, you're going to abuse it. And what happens when you don't know the purpose of you? You abuse it because you don't understand what you're supposed to do, where you're supposed to be, who you're supposed to be with because you don't understand you. And you know what? People can help you along that path, but the real understanding of that is going to come from your spirit. The real understanding is going to come from you. You asking God, you getting quiet, you figuring out what you are here for and what it is that you are here to do that nobody else can do like you. Now, Here's the challenge that I have for you. Once you move or you have a sense of vision, right? And you get that, it don't have to be perfect either. And you get that sense of this is what I'm here to do. I read this the other day and I almost fell out of my chair, but I was sitting on the couch. And it said, put yourself where you see yourself. Put yourself where you see yourself. And I said, say less. So you know what I started doing? I said, hmm, I see myself right here. Oh, who, who over here? Oh, okay, let me, let me reach out to these people right here so I can put myself where I see myself. I'm going to put myself there in introductions. I'm going to put myself there in connections. I'm going to put myself there asking my clients, who do you know that's over there? Putting myself where I see myself, right? Because I have a sense of vision. And so now it's like, put myself where I see myself. I'm not waiting on somebody to be like, you know what, Letitia? This is where you belong. And so let me open this door for you and let me put you where you belong. Some of us are waiting on some. We're waiting to be discovered. we waiting on somebody to see this, this special sauce, this special snowflake that we are and just discover us and then open doors for us. And then before you know it, we're just like an overnight success. Come on now. Let me tell you something. Discover yourself, discover your own purpose, move with a sense of vision, and you start knocking on doors for yourself. Do you know how many people I have that do incredible things for me? And the reason why they probably do incredible things for me is because I help myself first. I'm not sitting around waiting on somebody to do something for me, waiting on somebody to hand me anything, waiting on somebody to open a door for me. I am going to be active in my own 
vision. And some of us are very passive and we still have this handout, something for nothing, somebody is coming to save us mentality. It's not gonna happen, honey. It's not gonna happen. Put yourself where you see yourself. Put yourself where you see yourself. Might people help you? Absolutely. But if you don't have anybody to help you, you do it. You knock on doors. You seek things out until you figure it out. And that goes back to what I say all the time about taking 100% responsibility for your life and where you're going. And some of us, it's so much easier to have this excuse for not growing and not doing by pointing the fingers and blaming other people. It ain't nobody else's fault but yours. It ain't nobody else's fault but yours. It ain't nobody else's fault but yours. I can remember having a conversation with my cousin and his now ex-wife, and I could sense that that was gonna come. And somehow, I, I know that he has, um, you know, this call to entrepreneurship and all that. And I just had this sensing that she was really like bitter and resentful towards him. But I just started talking to them about, I don't even know how we got on the, the conversation of business or businesses or something like that. And she made a statement and she said, you are the man, you are my husband. I can't move into the things that I'm supposed to do until you move into what it is that you're supposed to do. So she was really resentful and bitter because she felt like he wasn't stepping up and living in his full potential. And so as a result, she couldn't really live in her potential. Um, and so there was a lot of blame there. And I'm talking about she, she was madder than a junkyard dog, okay? And so let's unpack that a little bit. If you have a partner, whether it's your marriage partner, whether it's your life partner, whether it's your business partner, if they don't do anything differently, if they don't live up to their potential in the relationship or in the partnership or whatever else, can you not do the part that you can control? Can you control the part that you can control? What stops you from growing? What stops you from being a better version of yourself? What stops you from moving forward in the thing that you've been given to do? Now, I understand that people's religious beliefs and everything else, but I'm not going to be in a situation where I have this codependent excuse for non-growth because of what another person won't do. I don't care if we share the same last name. To the extent that I can grow and I can become a better version of me and I can do the things that I have control over, guess what? I'm doing it. I am absolutely doing that. Now, what that looks like and the fallout of that, I don't actually know. And I'm not saying it from the standpoint of, oh, this is something being selfish. What I'm saying is I came here alone. I came here as one. I came here being a steward over the potential and the life that was given to me. Now, I can operate as a partner. I can think as part of a team. However, I'm not going to be imprisoned in a partnership. I'm absolutely not. And so needless to say, you know, that didn't work out. And so I guess she's like doing doing amazing things now. And I, and I, and I hope that to be the case. But I was like, ooh. This was just a prime example, though, of blame. She didn't take any ownership whatsoever. It was just like, because he ain't, she ain't. Because he not, you not. And I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm absolutely not. Listen, are not two better than one? That's absolutely the case. But if my man is down, man down, both of us ain't going to be down together. I'm going to be up, right? If I, No, 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 no. You're not going to be down and I'm going to be down and we 
we just down together. We down for each other. No, I'm, I'm not with it. I'm not with it. So some of that stuff, some of these teachings, I don't care if it came from pastor, master. I don't care who it came from. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not with it. I'm absolutely not with it. Nothing is going to stop me from living out a sense of potential. The way I feel is the best gift that I can ever give anybody is my continued commitment to my personal growth and development. That's me as a mother, me as a wife, me as a partner, me as a coach, me as anything that I do. The best gift that I can give to this world is my continued growth and development. And I'm not going to let anybody deter me from doing that. And so we want to blame other people on, well, this ain't happening because that person did not. Okay, what about your part? What about your part? Okay, if that person is 30% of the equation, what, what can we do with this other 70%? Because there is always a path forward. There is always a path forward. So my point in that long drawn out statement was 100% responsibility for your life is yours. Yours and yours alone. You take responsibility for how you're showing up, how you're moving forward or how you are not moving forward. And you'd be surprised that if you looked at who you're blaming and what you're blaming them for, if you release them from blame and you, you pointed the finger back at you, how you can move forward, okay? So let's make decisions to create and live from a place and a space of vision. It's hard to get derailed when you have a strong sense of vision. And even if you do get derailed and go off on a shiny object, little bunny trail, you're chasing shiny objects, your vision will always reel you back in. Your vision will always say, uh-uh, baby, you don't belong here. This is not for you. This, I can't tell y'all how many times in my life where I'm like, huh, I'm just going to go. I'm tired. I'm just going to go do this over here for a little bit. And little bit is the operative word because it's like, all right, I ain't going to be able to do it. And off I go. And the last thing that I'm going to tell you about vision is this. It just came to me. When you are a visionary person, there is nothing that you do that is in a vacuum. There is a greater level of responsibility. Everybody should have a total life vision. Everybody should have a life vision. But there are some people who are visionary leaders. And nothing that you do is in a vacuum because there is always somebody watching you. There is always somebody who's watching your progress and who's watching your life. And there's always somebody whose actions that you you, your actions affect, your words affect. They carry greater weight than just the quote unquote average person, if you will, right? And so your vision, when your vision has you in the wrong places and with the wrong people, people can get hurt because you don't belong. So your vision should lead you. Your vision should have guardrails around your life. Your vision should have parameters and boundaries, as my mentor says, around your life so that you are impacting people in a way that you should and are not hurting people unnecessarily because you are in places and spaces where you don't belong. I've done that as well. You know how I've hurt people? Because in those places where I say, let me just go over here for a little bit, and I was there for a good time and not a long time, and then, all right, I'm out. Okay, I hurt people there because I already knew my vision. I already knew that I'm not even supposed to be here. Do you see what I'm saying? But I got derailed. And so now there's unnecessary fallout because I was out of integrity with myself. So I'm telling y'all, we make these things way more complicated than they have to be. Make some decisions first and foremost, right? I told y'all that from the from the uh, 
from the landscape. Just make some decisions. You can decide and start moving in what it is that you've decided. You will be surprised how resources, opportunities, people bump into you. Literally, the blessing of the Lord overtook me, like literally, okay? And then also, let's start moving from a place of vision. Let's create a total life vision. Your vision, your business vision should serve your life's vision. And, you know, I'm going to say again, take 100% responsibility of where it is that you are looking to go. Now, I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of the day. And if your yard is bald-headed like mine, was, was, it's a thing of the past, get you some flowers too. If God did it for me, he'll do it for you. I love each and every one of you.